What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, the A-game, Adam Bailey, elder of Grassroots Church in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, joined today by a very, very special guest. Y'all know him as the main man himself. He's the lead elder of this here Grassroots Church that is Darren Cherry. Darren, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Good to see you, man. Happy Thursday. Yeah, I already had our wild bean, had our had our morning chat session and business. took care of some business. Business. And took care of a few things. Darren, I'm really excited for this morning because we finally get to talk about something I've had on the dock for so long. We're going to be talking about aliens, man, and how the government's working with the aliens to practice mind control, man. Anyway, we are going to be talking a little bit about aliens. Um, but we're going to try to put that in a bigger picture of truth and conspiracy, or mm. conspiracy and truth. So uh, stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Darren, how's life treating you? Uh, things are well. Uh, Kelly and I were talking last night that we we feel a little sense of normal in our house. Uh, all five of the boys are doing well, and we are, I hope people can get mad at me if they want, but we are looking forward to going back to school next week. Man, you are so inconsistent. I do not care about people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. we're just, even the boys are excited to go back. Now, of course, just so everybody knows, they do go to a, a smaller Christian school, it is way easier. They don't change classrooms. They stay distant. They mask up the whole time. So it's like way different than thinking about, you know, a couple thousand students piling into one school. So just so everybody knows that. But they're, we're excited about it. And it's been, it's been a good week. It's been a it's good week. It's not like 28 students crammed into a classroom, sitting there all day with one teacher, you know. No, it's like 2.8 students per classroom. It's like a Glen Fork Elementary, which I, I'm an alma mater of Glen Fork Elementary. You K need a T-shirt. Okay, if anybody's listening from Glen Fork, if you have a Glen Fork Tiger shirt, oh, even better, a hoodie, oh. hook me up. I will rock that. Love me some Glen Fork, man. <laughs> Miss y'all if you're Proud. listening. Yeah, Proud. dude, I love Wyoming County. Hey, man. My cousin's down there. All of them. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I used, let's see, I graduated eighth grade with like 12 others. I was always social distant, you know. Always hung out with the same guy. Boy, Travis, if you're listening, he's not listening. But hey, shout out. See, the, the local school, like the local high school for where I was uh, in Cincinnati, the graduating class would be, you know, a few hundred students, each graduating class. Like, it was, well, we holler folk. Let's say Glen Fork only had, like, 300 residents. And they were, there was actually talk. I saw a report in the local news a couple weeks ago about them shutting Glen Fork Elementary <gasps> down. It's like, don't you dare shut that, you, that building down. You go down. protest. I will. You hold I'll, that sign. I will. I want to go down there and hug everybody and storm I'll, the principal's office. Hug everybody and spread love, not COVID. Oh, spread true. love, not COVID. But really, I, I do like uh, Glen Fork Elementary. I, wait, I live pretty close to the school. It was like a five-minute bus ride, if that, like maybe two minutes. It's crazy. Uh, and then you know, going to high school, being consolidated at West Side, it was a really long bus ride. Several different buses. Oh, really? Oh man, yeah. It's like I had to get on. A bus in the morning that would go up left and right holler. That bus would go to Jesse. People who would go to Westside High School would get off that bus and onto another bus. People who went to Wyoming East would stay on the bus. And then the and you went to West, West Side? Side bus with the Glen Four kids would go pick up people from Jesse, Matheny, 
and pick, pick up all them, get to Oceana, and then all those people from Glen Fork, Jesse, Matheny would get on another bus, so the bus driver from the Glen Fork, Jesse, Matheny can go start the elementary school runs because it's far away. What time do you have to get on the bus in the morning? 6.07. Oh, goodness gracious. So I would usually, but here's the thing. I started this back in the day. I would wake up at 5.15, put my clothes on, brush my teeth, get ready, eat a bowl of cereal, and watch the local news. <laughs> that was that's me in high school. I never really stayed up late. I was an old man from the get go. <laughs> Absolutely loving him. But yeah, go Glen Fork Tigers. Hey, G. Good. Oh, it's the good old days. I think we've talked about that. It is. Refer to the good old days podcast. Darren, I have a little bit of an activity for you. Yeah, let's go. If ready. So what I've done, getting everybody ready for conspiracy and truth, which is what we're going to talk about, and aliens, man. Um, I have in front of me a list of various conspiracies. Um, now, now these are basically the events that are surrounded by a lot of conspiracies. Because let's, let's try to understand. A conspiracy is basically truth is presented to us. The conspiracy is that there, the truth isn't real and there's something sinister at play. Like it was planned. Something like it wasn't spontaneous. It was planned. So I have before me a list of various conspiracies coming at this from an American perspective. What I want you to do, your opinion, there's no right or wrong answer here. I want you to rate these situations surrounded by conspiracy on a scale of one to 10. One being you don't think that there are any conspiracies at all. 10 being you believe that there are a lot of conspiracies and we, the American people, were not told the truth. So I'm okay. gonna mention an event. So, so it's going to be surrounded by conspiracy. One means you believe the truth that was given to us. Ten believes no bull. There's something more to this. Okay, because see, in my mind, when I think conspiracy, I think like conspiracy theorists that are just nuts and do think, you know, that the government is working with aliens to work on mind control. Oh, we're or, going to get to that, my friend. Know, or the one that I heard where the government is um, releasing chemicals in the air to feminize the population and they are working on feminizing the fish population okay, in Alex, our streams. So Alex Jones. All right. That's what you're basically talking about. I don't, oh, that, that's saying, not an answer. You're talking about basically anything Alex Jones has mentioned. Yeah, my thing is like um, everything conspiracy to me, conspiracy theorists are just nuts. You know, they're wearing the tinfoil hats. That's okay, these are main this is, stream events. Nothing too crazy like that. Like, Darren, do you believe that they're trying to feminize the population by planes going by on flat earth? To, yeah. To, so like no. truth, either. Yes, that is what happened or no there's more to it than okay one to ten gotcha right, one, let's do this you don't believe any conspiracy you accept the truth given to you ten being no there's something more at play here all right first off flat earth flat earth complete one it's not flat i think it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life i think there's no reason to try to convince people it's round when it's flat it's just Personal opinion, if you're out there and you're a flat earther, I love you. I just think it's really a waste of time. JFK assassination. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the fence and say a five. Oh, a five. Yeah, because that one's been around for so long and it just feels like there could be more there that they just don't want to tell you. It's it's kind of like Somebody's been saying something for so long, and it doesn't matter anymore, but they just don't want to come out and own it. 
And so it's like, I feel like there's more there. It probably doesn't matter anymore, but... That's what they want you to think, man. <laughs> uh, a couple years ago, that's one of the first things Trump did in his administration was to get some JFK papers released. Y'all can check it out. Um, there, there's definitely more to the story, I believe. Uh, usually, these people go down the mafia road of like JFK, um, who had mafia ties for a really long time, becomes president. His brother, Attorney General Bobby, starts indicting all the different mobsters, and then somehow through that, the mafia took out JFK. And it's interesting. A lot, a lot of conspiracy. Yeah, Man, well, what one fight. of those things where like they say it was the guy on the knoll with the rifle, but the second shooter and the. the bullet was an upward trajectory and like, that there's no way that Lee Harvey Oswald couldn't could have gotten off two shots with that type of gun that quickly and possible. Hey, there there you know, I, Darren, I I like that. I like that five. It's like there's something weird there. Yeah. Um, we know we know JFK died. Yo, uh, yes, that's that's the part God that we believe. <laughs> Roswell. Oh, Aliens, God. man, 1946. Oh, wait, There's something happened. The farmer he in Roswell, New Mexico, finds some weird flying craft, and the government comes in, and they, they kick everybody out, and these strange men take all the parts of it, and, and, and it's probably an alien, or it was some type of government test aircraft. We don't know, but how come they haven't told us what it is? Yeah, so... One to ten, Roswell. Um, another one that's been around for... You know, pretty much my whole life, and uh, I think you and I are going to talk about it more. The alien thing, just in general, I think is dumb. See, in the West, one reason why I want to talk about aliens because I passively mentioned it a few weeks ago. Yeah, and you acted like you had some mic drop. No, hold on, I didn't say. I just said it's what I tend to go to that settles it for me. But um, Roswell type of thing. uh, Yeah, I have no doubt that. Most likely, there's something the government's trying to hide. Is it aliens? Probably not. So I'll give it. I'll give it a. I'll give it a, a three and a half. <laughs> three and a half. Three and a half. Those government test sites. What was, what more Mar- that Marvel movie was it when they're like? Oh, I think it was Iron Man. Whenever let's see, it might have been Iron Man two. Maybe it was Iron Man one. Anyway, whenever Tony Stark was on the bottom of a jet fighter and there was a pilot that had to eject himself and his friend Rowdy in the military. He's like, what do I tell yeah, people? And Tony Stark one. is like, I just tell him it was a government test gone wrong. And it's then like, you see him later on at the press conference. Government going. test gone wrong. <laughs> yep. All right, Roswell, you gave a 3.5. Hey, yeah. ni- 9-11. Was 9-11 an inside job, Darren? 1 to 10? 1? No, you believe what they told us. 10 being like, no, I'm convinced that there's more to this story. I'm going to go I'm going to go 2. I'm giving it a two, I, and I know people are gonna absolutely hate me for that, but it's like I'm going to um, those that were in. A lot of people blame George W. He'd been president for how long? Eight months. Uh, yeah, eight months. Eight months. He was president. It's, yeah, seven months maybe. Like it, it, for him to do that, you know just because he wanted to settle a score with Saddam Hussein because of his dad. And it's like, that didn't even start something with Saddam Hussein. It started something with another, you know, vein of the, the Muslims, you know, uh, what are they called? I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be a jerk here. Wow. Uh, wow, Darren. <laughs> we did not be multicultured here. It's true. It's true. The, the Muslim what? I know, I'm so sorry. Uh, military... Sex, 
Sex? S-E-C-T-S. Sex. Sex in the military? Sex. Non-discriminatory. Uh, you talk about... <laughs> Uh, well, you keep going. Are you talking about the Taliban? Taliban. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, Man, I should have said that. I, I wanted that to be drug out a little oh, longer. It, it would have Mil- gone on a long sex. time. Taliban was nowhere in my. And Saddam Hussein wasn't with the Taliban. It was you know different leaders there. He was something. And so it's like, and and then they're like, all oh, the metal in those wouldn't have exploded or wouldn't have melted from the. And it's like, well, you know, this fuel from this. It's like, okay, listen, stop it. Yeah, I stop it. I'll give it a two. Okay, just. For the sake of, I'm not going to say everything we know about that 100%. But, gotcha. Darren gives 9-11 a 2, so he pretty much believes the yep. information that was given, yep. and he believes that the government should keep some things classified, and he's okay with it, y'all. I'm he's not okay woke. with it. He's <laughs> Literally, that's why he's drinking his coffee over it's here. It's true. Let's see. We got 9-11. Bible code. You ever heard of Bible code? Oh, Bible code. Uh, Where you, you pull out different biggest things. Biggest load of crap. And, uh, biggest. One. Load of crap. If anybody understands what it is, um, yeah, like there are certain equations you use to pull letters out of the scripture, and what it does is it, it predicts the future. Like uh, like 9-11. Like 9-11. Like Roswell. But um, what's funny about it, the same type of equation was used on the classic Moby Dick, and they found you know things in that that were predictions and so it's like no absolutely. hard one hard one for the bible code yep is that your first one yeah okay gotcha uh so darren bible code one ancient ancient astronaut ancient astronaut theory the one where the pyramids were actually built by humans we in the future are able to develop time travel so we future humans go back in time <laughs> one yeah, a little bit of a stretch. Um, ancient astronauts. One. And just in case anybody's listening, I will never, ever believe time travel has happened, will happen, will ever happen. Calm down, Darren. I'm just Calm saying. Calm down. I'm out of coffee and I'm cranky now. <laughs> just, baby, just baby, want more coffee? <laughs> here's, <laughs> just baby, want more coffee? Here's, here's, I literally saw a little bit on the rim of the cup and I like... Licked it off of the rim of the cup. That's well, people don't understand it. That's an desperate. Irish coffee. It is 10 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning. Feeling good. He's, he's a fighting Irishman. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, I think that that one's uh, kind of total bullcrap. Hey, Darren, 2020 voter fraud. Oh, why would you oh, do that? Why would you do oh, that? Oh, you don't have to answer that. I, no, I kind of threw that answer. in there. I hey, converse, this is a conversation with I thought this would elders. be more rapid fire, and I was going to catch you off guard, but, you know. No. Hey, Pastor Darren, lead elder of Grassroots Church. 2020 uh, voter fraud. I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go a solid three. Oh. Because do I personally think the election was stolen? No. But were there some weird things going on? Absolutely. So I'm going to go a good three. I wasn't expecting that. That's, yeah. That's interesting. Good solid three. Uh, that I'm going to interpret that as you believe that there were some irregularities, but not enough yeah. to overturn the election. Not enough to overturn it. Let's see. American voter fraud. What in the world did I write? The- oh, um, sorry. What happened was voter fraud went down to the next line in my notes. Oh, app. okay. Um, you ever okay? Deep state, and I come on and tie that in with like the Bilderberg conspiracy, where the there's actually a global government with tech leaders and lobbyists and some politicians 
They're okay. the ones that are actually in control. The deep state. I don't know if that's okay. a conspiracy. There are a lot of lobbying ties, and stuff, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. the Bilderberg thing is like you know the G20 is actually running global politics, so including American politics. Deep I, state. One does, to ten. Does deep state include the Illuminati? It could. Okay, because I think I think the idea of like the Illuminati, like as a as a group of men that were seeking power, sure, totally possible. Is it still alive today? No, I think it's a load of crap. Um, deep state, I think there are some hidden powers we're not aware of, just as the common man um, in our nation. But there is no one world government because none of the world, they can't get along. They all want to fight each other. They all want to go to war with each other. So, nah, nah. Nope. So you're giving that a 1.2. Oh, 0. 0.2. 1.2. Oh, 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> so specific. 1.27. Just just a 1 point I got, pie. I got two more of these, and we're going to get in some, uh, some scripture okay. and pursue some truth and talk about aliens. Have you ever heard about Hitler, what actually happened to him because we never really found his body in the bunker? There's this really weird theory. Look into it if y'all are interested. It, it's so far-fetched, but basically Hitler ended up in like South America, and there were a group of Nazis are still down there. It's like, do you believe that Hitler actually died in that bunker? And you can even tie that with someone like bin Laden. I mean, Obama had bin Laden assassinated. And then they dumped his body into the ocean. We never saw what happened. Is Bin Laden still around? So that I guess I'm kind of saying that idea of like, man, is Hitler, did, was he still kicking after World War II? Did he go to South America? Bin Laden, you know, they, they dumped him off a boat. I'm going to give it a solid <sighs> I don't care. Okay. Solid whatever. Pretty much. Finally. I got, I got one more. Da Vinci. It's an interesting conspiracy, though. Interesting. Like I said, eventually they get so far fetched like elvis like, is still alive <laughs> tupac <laughs> hanging out with tupac witness protection he's taking out with tupac and jfk <laughs> probably is <laughs> well actually anyway <clears throat> da vinci code man last one da vinci code is there any legitimacy to that nope and i did some research this. okay one it's a one and it's i've one. done so much research listen there's a reason those books were so popular the movie was okay but fascinating uh, theory, fascinating conspiracy, you know. But no, th no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was watching videos recently on YouTube. Just type in like Da Vinci Code conspiracy or anything like that. But basically, Leonardo Da Vinci was the Renaissance artist. A uh, lot of lot of famous pictures. One being the Last Supper. And the way that he drew that picture was, it looks like Mary Magdalene's in there. Uh, and I think it's supposed to be John. Yeah. And, that's, and s somehow people have used that to say that all Da Vinci is trying to prove that Jesus was not God, he was human, had an illegitimate child with Mary Magdalene. And well, wasn't there yeah. the way one of them is leaning away, it creates the V and, and, that the, and the M? It's just too much time on somebody's hands. But if you look into it, as I did this morning, because, again, I'm, I like, I'm interested in stuff like that. Oh, yeah. My imagination runs wild. And that's all it is, is imagination when it comes down to it. But the experts who study Da Vinci, like, his, his um, 
artistic lineage, lineage. Everybody did that. You know how many pictures of the Last Supper there are, and the all different representations. But Mary Magdalene it was actually supposed to be John because John is always well. He was the youngest of the disciples, and he was all allegedly, and they um, always portray him as being somewhat feminine, and that in that Da Vinci Last Supper, it's not Mary Magdalene. It's actually John. That's, but the, you know, interestingly enough, the only original part of that is that up until Da Vinci, everybody present at the Last Supper had a halo above their heads representing divinity. Da Vinci did not do that. So he was actually trying to humanize Christ, the church, etc., which is really a part of you know, the Renaissance is like rationale and oh, reason yeah. and which, science. What's the best representation of the Lord's Supper you've ever seen? Communion? No, no. <laughs> Artistically. Think hard. I don't know. Da Vinci? I don't know. Why? Now, there was a, a human portrayal of it. If you happen to attend a certain garden party. What are you on about? At Shroot Farms. Do you remember when Andy hosts a garden party at Dwight's farm and Jim had sent this book to Dwight, how to host a garden party? And yeah, in the midst super of it, proper and everything. And in the midst, in the midst you have to have a, a live portrayal of art. And so Dwight and his little servers all do the Last Supper <laughs> like live. It was. I need to go back and watch The Office. I, it's, it's been a while. I actually, I vaguely know what you're talking about. Yep. Anything that happens at Shrew Farms is classic. Oh, it's great stuff. Um, wow. All right. There, there you heard it. The conspiracy yeah. is rated by the lead elder of our church. Hey, let us know what you think. Go fight Darren. You notice how I didn't even Come express any of my opinions. because I'm I won't fight done back. with it. Actually, I could probably go through and tell you my thoughts on it, but who cares? I'm not a lead elder. Uh, <laughs> grassrootswv.com is the website. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Text and us. Call us. Just so everybody knows. Yeah, just so everybody knows. Like, I am, I am the least conspiracy theory guy because, and I think we're going to get into it, like, First of all, I'm not going to waste my time. Okay, like I'm just not going to waste my time. Like flat out, no pun intended, if the earth is flat, who cares? We've like, been lied to by the government, if man. If it's round, okay. It's if all it's about flat, control. I could care less. Like it, I'm not going to waste my time on pointless things. And, and, and you're sorry. We have the source of truth. You're not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> a and couple, so, uh, yeah. a couple months ago, I started reading a book by our artist, artist, yeah, R.L. Stein. <laughs> it was called "It Came from Beneath the Sink," and ever since then, I've never touched a sponge. <laughs> that's a goosebumps joke. <laughs> that's that's such a '90s reference right oh, there. Oh, completely. Do you know why <laughs> I reference it though? Because the, uh, this past Saturday, I had to come in here and do some cleaning, and Kelly came with me to help. And so we had to bring our two boys with us, and they watched Goosebumps on the TV out in the lobby while we cleaned. It was like I used to <gasps> I used to read a Goosebumps book a day for Accelerator Reader because you had some students, and I'm talking like seventh grade because I figured this out. You read one Goosebump book, it's like ninety pages, which the the way it's written, you can knock it out easily in a couple hours in one evening. You read one book, it's three points. Read a book a night. That's 15 points for Accelerator Reader, yet you have someone reading this huge book, like 700 pages, and it's worth 20 points. It takes them a month to read. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Read <laughs> Hank the Cowdog and R.L. Stein stuff, which is funny. I do love horror stuff, so I wonder if it goes back That's to that. That's where it started. 
Goosebumps. But Christopher Paolini is an author who is most known for his Aragon series, the Inheritance ah. uh, series, which I read. Really liked it. Uh, not perfect, but I, I really liked it. He had a book come out this year called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, which is the first book he published in you know since Aragon. So it's been a while. He took a little bit of a break. I say Aragon. Aragon. Been around for a while. It has been. But he is, is his first series. He's trying to create this universe. The book was called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. Uh, really long book. It's science fiction. Takes place, place in the future. Um, but being science fiction, it's got some elements of truth to it. Like they're traveling around uh, this, this system around Alpha Centauri, which is the closest star to us. Yep. And, yep. and I do like science fiction. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a hardcore science or hardcore Star Wars fan because I like Star Wars. But I'm not hardcore about it. I've never read anything about the extended universe and stuff like that. But I do enjoy space stuff, science fiction, travel. Love Halo. Love the story behind it. God How rest. has there not been a Halo movie? They've tried. It just never really took off. It's kind of hard to go from video games to movies. Hasn't been real successful, has it? Uh, Assassin's Creed tried it. Uh, it's, it's really hard to do that. Yeah. But I do enjoy sci-fi stuff. Uh, but while reading that book, it got my mind thinking, though, okay, space travel, space, and stuff like this, just just... You know, we say that God created the heavens and the earth, spoke the entire universe into existence, which is a powerful statement. I've always been moved by that. I would actually call it um, like horrific glory because I'm like, oh my gosh, if you think about the sheer scope of the universe, it is huge. And y'all can look it up later. Just, just do some type of Google search or on YouTube, type in space scale, like space distance scale, or planet size scale just to get an idea because we can't conceptualize something you hear four and a half light years away is the closest galaxy that is a long way away in fact you can actually take all the planets and put them together in between earth and the sun that's how far the way the sun is and just to add to this idea of like oh my gosh the scale that we're talking about is unreal humans weren't meant to think about if it if you want real quick created cosmos by Answers in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Answers in Genesis stuff I, I'm not a big fan of because I think they take, um, I, and I'll put it this way, too much of an elementary path where it's like, clearly this says this. And it's like, no, clearly, that's not clearly. Like it's not, but the created cosmos is one that you talk about just the scope of size, how far things are away. That, that little video does a great job in helping you understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just do research. It is literally mind-blowing because our little little human finite brains cannot conceptualize this. If Earth was the size of a tennis ball and the moon was the size of a ping-pong ball, you think that, oh, moon's pretty close. It would actually, on that scale, be seven feet away. And something else, you talk about, oh, it's only four and a half light years away to the next galaxy. Um, that is basically saying if you took a quarter and put it somewhere in North America... I think that they said if you were to take a quarter and put it in Jacksonville, the nearest galaxy would be the distance from that quarter to San Francisco. I mean, this is a, and that's, this is one galaxy to another. Within our own galaxy, we have billions of different systems, different stars. It's like a hundred billion. And that's just one galaxy. Or that's just like one uh, system, which is the Milky Way. Yeah. And within that, there's like a trillion stars within. Yeah, there's, the there's a bunch of other galaxies. And then they're, oh man, it just goes on and on and on. But the scale is yeah. unreal. So, Darren, I guess I want to start this question out by, the, by, by knowing that. And I don't think I'm being 
correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it's anti. Oh, I will. Anti scripture or anti. Um, God created everything by saying the universe is freaking large. I, I, am I wrong? No, because God is freaking large. Yeah, and Man. and and I wish I could think of the scripture talks about how. Uh, I I, I want to say it in Psalms. Please forgive me, y'all. Uh, how the basically the universe fits within the the palm of His hand, like within the width of his fingers and and so no the universe is very large uh awesome video it's been it's a little overplayed now but i enjoyed the facts of it uh, you know louis giglio talked about uh you know if the earth was the size of a golf ball um just our sun which our sun is actually not a very big star it is in the top 80th percentile size so only 20 percent of the known stars are bigger than the sun Okay, so it's bigger now, than I it's thought. Now, got, it's got nothing on Betelgeuse, which is the largest star in the galaxy. Oh, it's there's amazingly sized stars out there. But the sun, uh, if, if the Earth was the size of a golf ball, the amount of Earths that can fit in the sun is the amount of golf balls that can fit in a school bus. And so it's like there is like a size. Yeah, I think it's like 10 million Earths can fit into the sun. I've been watching this stuff for a few weeks. So Yeah, and, and I t- the, the sheer scope is, is unbelievable It's amazing, and me. it's expanding. And that's the thing. Like if you look at the observable galaxy that we have, because we can use, I guess, sci- you can use science to tell how stars move across other stars and get a scale of that. There isn't quote-unquote observable universe. The problem is the universe is expanding quicker than the speed of light. We can only observe light as it's given to us, meaning that even if we're able to go across the entire universe, the universe is expanding quicker than even light can travel. So you will nev- we will never know the full extent of the expanding universe. And, oh, my gosh, God is huge. Uh, if you want an awesome series to watch and one that is um, – now, my, I, I'm just going to shoot straight um, – I'm not the smartest guy around, and so... Oh, don't sell yourself short. So, you are. You were the smartest man in the womb. I, I struggle to comprehend things, so I have to watch things sometimes. Because I'm not willing to just watch something and catch a little bit of it and be cool with it. Like, I want to make sure that you I'm comprehending. want to absorb it. Yeah. yeah. And um, Stephen C. Meyer is a Christian scientist. Um, he actually wrote a book, The Signature in the Cell, uh, talking about how God imprinted himself in the human cell. I mean, great, great, great stuff. But he has a series that he did with Focus on the Family called True You. And one of them is, is there a God? Um, and within that, he basically takes all these worldviews, uh, deism, atheism, um, you know, Christian, you know, the Christian view of God, and he, he starts looking at things, and part of it, he's talking about the expanding universe, and he talks about uh, solar systems and stars, and, and he goes into smaller things as well within the human body and um, creative order, things like that, but, but so much of what he says, it, it shows how the way our universe is knit together um, proves that there is a designer that there is a God. And, and, that's, and that's one point of it, too, because big. with some of those conspiracies you mentioned, it just doesn't matter. I think when it comes to the size and scope of the universe, it matters to Christians because we say passively, it's like he's the creator of the entire universe. Or whenever he says, I know all the stars, I know them by name. 
It's like we you oh, say that so passively, but it's yeah, like go read Job. It's important because God is infinite. He's in, he's eternal. We we can't comprehend that, and I think you know what's he's our God is an awesome God, like awe inspiring. It's hor- horrifically awesome in a lot of ways. So the universe is big. God is bigger. It's so weird to think about. Sorry, my mind is uh, spinning in circles here trying to wrap my head around it. I can't, and it bothers me sometimes. But that's what makes God God. So, Darren, you mean with all the different galaxy systems, stars out there, could there be another planet similar to Earth that is that could harbor some type of life? Let's not say human life, uh, plant life. Mm. Do you think there's life on other planets? Let's start there. Mm. Um, do you want my... Yeah, let's do that. My spiel. Okay, okay. It's let, very let's, simple. Let's do this. Let's do this. And before anybody goes into anything, my thoughts on aliens is it's personal opinion, okay, and life on other planets. Um, but I do try to look at it from a biblical worldview, okay? And this is what I typically tell people that talk about aliens. Again, first of all, I, I as any other conspiracy, when it comes to aliens, okay, are there aliens, is there life on planets you know, that are 100 million, billion, trillion, gajillion miles away, I don't care. <laughs> That's just mic drop. Little old me. But this is what I always say. Um, when sin entered the world, and, and that's a good discussion in and of itself right there. Did sin enter the world when Satan fell, or did sin enter the world when Adam and Eve? Um, you know, according to Scripture. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when sin entered, all of creation was affected. Okay? Um, stars die. Okay? Like, we have proof of that. Stars die. Red Dwarf. Um, is that a... It's called... And actually, it's a supernova, but continue. Oh, okay. When a um, star implodes. It's only the most powerful force in the entire known universe, Darren. I mean, it does... A supernova. ...create out of its death. But uh, stars die, and um, death entered the world. And and we have to ask ourselves, did, did the fall, did sin only enter planet Earth? Or did it affect the whole universe? If it affected only planet Earth, then aliens, life, you know, a trillion, gajillion miles away. is Gajillion's not a thing, but I like saying that because it just means it's a big number. So that far away, then, then that's between them and God. But if, if sin affected the entire universe, then would... Would, would aliens on a billion, gajillion miles away have to believe that God came in the flesh as Jesus to our planet and believe in him? Or did Jesus have to go there too and, and take their form and die for that? That's, that's my thing that I always say. It's like I said, you, I know you've been calling it mic drop. It's not my mic drop. Like, oh, take that. Oh, mic drop. That Darren proves proved it. everything. He proved it. But that's he the probed thing. It. You, you probed it. I how do you come back from that? I don't know. I'm curious to see what you're going to do. <laughs> Aliens, man. <laughs> they proved okay. it. But my whole thing, when I look at it biblically, I look at it and I go, um, how, do, how do we take life on other planets 
scripturally. And so I have to, I think a big question to ask is, when the fall of man happened, when sin happened, did it affect just our planet or did it affect the universe? It says all creation, but that is all creation as revealed to humans. I don't know. I'm not meant to know. And that's really how I would summarize a lot of these things. Like, I don't know. I don't think we're meant to know. And in the end, it really doesn't affect how I live my life. I think you get in trouble with conspiracy theories, whether that be 9-11 truth or whether that anything like that. Uh, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina. The government blew up the dams to flood New Orleans. You get called up on those. It's like, well, in the end, here's what we know. Something bad happened, and my life has been affected by it, and I just have to accept it. You can't can't really change that. But here in a minute, I want to try to provide like a truth truth compass, if you will. But to go back to aliens, here's what had happened. The Roswell landing was actually aliens that came here. We humans got caught up in an intergalactic war between two different types of aliens. One group was um, very destructive, and the other group was very passive and kind of like spiritual. But somehow through that divide, one group of aliens made a deal with the humans that they would give us truth and knowledge, eventually later become the internet if they would allow if we would allow them to harvest humans because they had forgotten how to, they don't know how to reproduce anymore. They've forgotten that. So they want to study. They want, he's an alien. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So they made a deal with the U S and world governments that they could harvest dead bodies. But we found out, um, later on that they were actually harvesting real life humans. And then I'm actually, a lot of people believe that Bill Smith, um, Conspiracy theorists. Don't they? A lot of people believe that. I'm like that. That's crazy. I think I actually saw a documentary on that. One oh time my gosh! Where We're... Will Smith was a, a fighter pilot, and he he was military. But then it's a good movie. Um, but Independence he, Day, man. That's, that's a great a movie. Great that's a movie. great movie. The one they came out with not long ago yeah. was terrible. Yeah. That was terrible, but Independence Remember whenever Doctor Evil showed the scene from Independence Day, whenever the White House was being attacked, he's like, "Dad, <laughs> just kidding. That's a scene from Independence Day." <laughs> But um, another, another interest I have, I grew up listening to a lot of Blink-182, the band in the 90s, and a little bit after. Uh, but 90s, 2000s, everybody did. Yeah, one of their founding members, Tom DeLonge, he broke away from them, created a band called Angels and Airwaves, and meant them to be kind of like a multimedia group. So music, books, novels, graphic novels, comic strips. And he's, he's always been in, interested in aliens, aliens or whatever, stuff like, like government cover-ups. And he created some company called To The Stars Academy. Now I'm starting to sound crazy, but it's a legitimate thing. And through that company... Do they work for Space Force? (laughs) No. Nope. Space Force isn't necessarily an entity right now. Oh, okay. Uh, Space Force is actually smaller than the Marines that we had that were doing the space stuff. But anyway, it's a big mess. Space Force (laughs) is a big mess right now. If you look into the bureaucratic aspects of Space Force, it's awful. Just Google Steve Carell. He's a part of it. Uh, but but so he makes this company. He somehow is one of the leaders for getting the United States government releasing footage of Navy SEALs on camera, capturing like footage of weird flying objects that can go from seventy thousand feet above sea level and in point six seconds go down to sea level, defying gravity and stuff like that. And like you just wait. And I think a lot of that type of stuff, it absolutely, who knows the type of technology that the government has and other, other countries have. It's a UFO. We don't know what it is. We don't know how it works. Technology that the government and the military has is so far advanced. The technology we citizens have now, they probably had like 30 years ago. I mean, the government had laptops in the 1960s. This, uh, they're very far ahead of everybody. Yeah. 
So stuff like that. It's like I, I get you on that. It's like could could the government trying to be covering up something? Maybe China sent over a horde of drones that Navy SEALs picked up on in two thousand three. Sure, totally. Yeah. And why not? Maybe we the public don't need to know that. Maybe it would send us to mass panic and people will buy all the toilet paper. And we like become that's the, ever happened. And we become the stinkiest civilization like in the human that's history. Ever happened? I'm just saying people panic. So something like that, UFOs. I yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that there are a lot of government co- like trying to keep people safe by keeping information from them. President Trump himself said that he didn't want to overplay COVID because he didn't want people to panic. You cannot have panic in a civilization. So there's that. UFOs. I get you on that. <laughs> Alien stuff. No, I mean. If there is any type, if there's a plant out there, maybe there's a dog with an antenna on his head, like in Looney Tunes, Marvin the Martian. Somewhere else, it has no effect on me, so it doesn't matter. But you can't get hung up on those things. Yeah. But we find ourselves in this position, everybody in the United States right now, I'm sure around the world, but more so in the United States, we don't, it's hard to find the truth about something. You don't know. We get online, we read something, we see the picture, was it photoshopped? Who posted that? Who funded that research? What's their agenda? Oh my goodness! It's like, what in the world do we believe? Yep. Was the election stolen? What? I mean, oh, don't know. Might not ever know the whole story. But Christian, here's the good news. Jesus, <laughs> which is true. Well, um, yeah. Proverbs, Proverbs three, five, and six uh, says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not into your own understanding." I think you have to remember that, and lean not into your own understanding. It says if we do that, like he will strength, he will straighten our paths, and, and that's a summary. I could look it up verbatim if you want, but uh, that's just Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your understanding, and uh, he'll make your paths straight. So if you're trying to figure out like what is true, what is not true, it's like we are blessed that we have the inspired word of God in front of us, and that gives us the worldview that we need to have. It's like, does the Bible address election fraud? No. Does it even have anything in Revelations about the book of Revelation about current American politics? Not not really. But here's what we do have. We have a worldview. We can have a universal view of who we are, who God is, our role in all of creation. So if you're trying to figure out what's true and what's not, it's like if we rely on human constructs. We talked earlier about Darwinism, origin of species, Capitalism is a human-made economic construct. If we submit to these worldviews, these systems that were made by just humans, that is us leaning into our own understanding. They can't explain something. Like, I don't think you can, well, maybe you could, um, pick any of those conspiracies and try to apply capitalism to it. You're probably not going to get the full truth there. But we just have to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not use human construct, our own understanding to explain something because yeah. we don't know. And if you try to get caught up, if you get caught up on the things you don't know, you're going to be driven mad. You're going to be watching the news 24 7. It's going to rip you apart, which is happening. put you at odds with others. But I'm that's just what you're saying. saying. You know, we talk about evolution as a theory on the origin of species, but people take it as a worldview. Capitalism is a form of as an economic economy. system. Yeah, and people take it as a worldview. And here's what's happening because you talk about is America like talked about in Revelation? Okay, we cannot as Christians take the Bible and try to bring it into our lives. Like the Bible says this because 
of what's going on. No, we have to take ourselves and put it into scriptural context. Like we have to, we can't force the Bible into our worldview. We have to force our world, like that was going to sound bad. We're not forcing our worldview. Into, we have to take the worldview oh, that man. scripture gives us. Okay. And uh, just go back to Proverbs 3, 5. Or, yeah, 3, 5, and 6. Because I tried to summarize it, I did a terrible job because I left out something very significant. It, um, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, honor him. And Some he might will say make your path strength. Him. Yeah. Honor, acknowledge. Yeah. Uh, and he'll make your path straight. Which is what you're saying. Like my worldview why do humans behave the way they do? I don't look at evolution and try to explain my nature based on evolution. Nope. I cannot take Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations, the father of modern-day capitalism, even though it was written way back in the 17, 1600s. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, you can't really take that and explain me and my role in things. I can't. I, it doesn't explain me fully, but as a Christian, I believe that I can go to Scripture just take it for what it is, and that explains human nature. Created in the image of God, a fallen creature, a sinful creature that can be reconciled, be made whole, be at peace with that creator because Jesus Christ bridged that gap for us. That way, whenever I see something catastrophic happening, like I see, you know, terrorists taking over the Capitol, I can say, well, I understand human nature and frustration when it's out of control. That's what happens. Like, it explains it. We're sinners living in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. It gives things definition and meaning. So just yeah. try not to lean into your own understanding. Biblical worldview. Biblical worldview. And that's it. Even looking at, like, Revelation, you know, because we're just talking about truth and conspiracy, there's a lot of, and I'm going to call them, I'm just going to name it what it is, false prophets that are trying to make claims right now um, on what is going to happen in our nation, and they're being proven false, but then they take Scripture and go, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not wrong. This is what's happening. It's like, no, no, you're false prophet, and we're going to call you out. But when I look at Revelation, you know what the theme of Revelation is? This is very simple. It's two words. Reconciliation and consummation. No. Was that a good, though? Those are big words. I'm simple. I use simple words. Oh, the end. God wins. Oh, man. Like, I mean, yay, God wins. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, I was rooting for the other guy. Um, no, God wins. Like, that's the... But everybody gets so far into the weeds of Revelation that they start looking at things that are happening in America and think that, that there's a specific prophecy in Revelation that has to do with it. It's like, hold up. Like, first of all, America wasn't a blip in the you know, a twinkle in the eye of the world yet, you know, when all this was prophesied. And then, you know, we're missing the point of it. God wins. And so a biblical worldview you have to, takes us beyond ourselves. You have to put revelation in context of the entire scripture. Yeah. I mentioned to it this morning over breakfast. It's like, I wonder. Over that good mm, wild bean burrito. And which brings us to today's sponsor, the Wild Bean. If you find yourself in the downtown Lewisburg area looking for a quick jolt of energy with some delicious food and good times, come to the... Um, they don't. They don't sponsor us. They should, though. That was good. That's pretty good right there. That was really I'm gonna good. i to sell that. To I'm going gonna, <laughs> to talk to Roger. Roger. <laughs> How many was... times have we, like, given them a spot on this? We've always... Love them. Hey, I support the local community. Go local. We need to you go... Uh, that's right. Can we go to Possum Holler Pizza sometime in the next week or two? I think you and I need to take like some kind of portable recording stuff. I don't, you can't eat in there. You have to, we'll be in the car recording and eating the pizza. 
But people we'll need to out. know. We'll figure it they out. They need to know our thoughts on it. They're waiting. <laughs> but over that wonderful <laughs> breakfast given to us by the Wild Bean in downtown Lewisburg. Uh, if uh, you know, we're talking about uh, how if you were a Christian in the underground church in China, and you caught wind of what was happening in current American politics, you're not going to equate that with Revelation apocalyptic uh, prophecy, because. Honestly, the book of Rev- the scripture itself was not written to address American politics. It's so much bigger than that. It would help everybody. I'm me too. I mean, I'll take scripture out of context. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not right about everything. But we need to make sure as Christians, we're using scripture for what it was intended to do. It's a story. It's a narrative about how God made all creation, made us. We we failed. We messed up, and He allowed us to be back in harmony and peace with Him. So scripture, that, I mean, that's the meta-narrative. Uh, see that? Meta-narrative of, of scripture. I actually know what that means. It's not about American politics, per se. Uh, see, and Revelation is the point. that I can't look at Revelation 18 and be like, where's America in this? It's like, that's not the point. That's not what that yeah. was written for. And that goes back to also what we've been talking about. You know, we, we look at, could there be aliens? We want to look to scripture and say, now, I do want to make one quick Gabriel point. was an alien, and <laughs> the star of Bethlehem was a UFO, bro. I do want to make one quick point. If God so desired to create a whole different universe, completely separated from this one, in a whole different place, that would never know one another, and he can do that. He's freaking God, okay? But Big t-shirt. I want what, a Glenn Fork Tiger's hoodie, and he's freaking God. <laughs> he's freaking God. Um, But... What we see in Scripture that he's given us, that hasn't taken place. What we know of in Scripture. But Scripture itself, Paul talks about it, we see through, like, into a mirror that's fogged up, basically. We don't have the whole picture. He does. And so that's why when we, when we look at, you know, what about aliens? What about government? What about you know, our nation, this nation, the other nation, all the things going on. What about the planets, the star? We go to Scripture and we go, not let me make Scripture back up what I believe, but instead I'm going to step into Scripture and absorb it and let it determine what I believe. So here's what we can do. As Christians, I encourage you all, myself included, let's approach Scripture for what it was intended for, Let's understand the truths of that and how God relates to us and how we're supposed to relate to each other. I think we would all benefit too, especially now in America. Look, the gospel was not designed to be spread by politics. You cannot spread the gospel by politics. You cannot spread the gospel by way of capitalism. You can't spread the gospel by way of socialism. All those human constructs, like what we do is relational. The gospel was intended to be relational. Let's make relationships. Let's focus on what matters. Let's focus on family. Let's focus on community. Let's focus on, you know, local church body. What happens, you know, with Voyager 1 out there passing by what used to be the planet Pluto? It doesn't. My job is to make relationships and let the gospel be lived out in my life. And that makes me happy. I don't have to worry about those things. Thank goodness. Just so nobody's... In conclusion. Just so nobody thinks you and I are indifferent. Do we want to be aware of what's going on in our nation? Absolutely. Do we want to be involved in the process as much as we can? And do we as Christians have a biblical mandate to stand in all realms of society for God's truth without doubt? But we can't 
focus in on one thing and go, mm-hmm. we're only going to spread the gospel by Christianizing politics, or I'm not going to spread the gospel. Social justice. Yeah, I'm not going to. It'd be like me going, I have, I have five neighbors around me. I'm going to focus on this one neighbor, and that's it. Sorry, the rest of you four. I'm not going to share the gospel with you. I'm only going to share with this one. No, we've got to look at all of our neighbors, all of our nation, all the world. Like That's the goal of the church. Yeah, get out of those human constructs. Lean on to our own understandings. Let's acknowledge him and his truth on all he is, and our paths will be straight. Straight and simple. Darren? And truth, just to end it, John 17, Jesus' prayer before he's arrested, uh, he is... Um, it would seem that John 17 is in the, from my study, is in the, um, the time frame of uh, after the Last Supper and before he's arrested in the garden, um, this prayer between him and God the Father. And he, he is praying to God the Father. He's saying, um, basically, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. And so we, we talked about our group last night. Um, We need to hear more of the Word of God. We need to, and that comes on Sunday mornings, that comes in group, that comes in our own reading of Scripture. I'm talking about literally driving down the road with the Bible playing some kind of audio where you can hear the Word of God to begin to push out all those other voices that come from everywhere else claiming truth. And so um, we we need the truth of God's Word as as we look. So let's all put our hands in the middle. Focus on three. One, two, three. Focus. Focus. Sorry, I didn't know you were going for I Like, I was with you, but I didn't know if you wanted me to. Hey, if you're driving, don't play along. Keep your hands on the wheel. If you're driving, listening to us. Man, if you're doing anything, If you're driving, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Take it from (laughs) my hands. Thank you for giving us your time. Hope you found this podcast a blessing. Remember, we're just trying to have a conversation, and we would love for you to enter into this discussion. GrassrootsWV.com. Grassroots on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, text me, text Darren, talk to us. Come to the Wild Bean with I don't know. You get the point. Be a part of the conversation. We love you all. Until next time, have a good one. You are awesome. <laughs>